What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we're going to talk about something business-related. It's not primarily uh, focused on real estate, but it's a good play for everybody who's looking to get started with their own business, and it's a unique way to be able to create income for you and your family. This podcast is all about creating wealth. It's all about creating income. It's about creating that generational systematic income for you and your family to be able to enjoy for the rest of your life, for their lives, and whoever else is going to be able to benefit from what you're able to build in this lifetime, right? And today we're going to talk about something that I'm personally not very familiar with, uh, but I've been looking up this information through our special guest. Uh, I had an opportunity to look at some of her material. Fantastic information. It's so good that I feel like I can actually do it just by watching the free content that she has in, um, uh, on YouTube and different podcasts and things like that. So I wanted to bring her on board because I think that you guys are really going to be able to benefit from it. This is, I want to say that this is one of those things that people really don't know about. And if you understand how simple it is to implement, really any and everybody should be doing this. And if you take action with the information, that's what's going to change the game for you. So it's not about listening to this information today only, but it's more so about doing something with the information. Don't become, uh, don't allow this information to become shelf help, right? Let it become self help and apply what you learned today. This is something I feel like is, it's been around for a while, but it feels new, right? This is new information for you. It's new information for me. And there are people out there who's making a lot of money doing this. And our special guest is one of them. So we're going to talk about government contracts today, how you can make money through government contracts. What's the processes? What's the systems that you have to put in place in order to be able to make this happen? And again, once you learn this stuff, do me a favor. Start applying this information. Do yourself a favor. Don't do me the favor. Do yourself a favor. Start applying this information because that's what's going to change your life. And when you start applying this, leave a comment in the comment section below this video and let us know what questions you have. Let us know that you're taking action. Let us know that you're doing something with this information and it wasn't a waste of time. Right? So I want to welcome our special guest today, Carwana Dyson. And uh, we're going to talk about government contracts, how you can get started, how you can acquire these government contracts, how the whole thing actually works, and how uh, it's going to help you and your family as well. Carwana, what's going on? What's up? Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so oh, much that's for a pleasure. introduction. Definitely a pleasure having you. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am Carwana D. Officially, in two weeks, I'll be Dr. Carwana D., the government contracts up. expert, which I'm super excited to bring this knowledge. Um, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, but serving entrepreneurs all over the U.S. And I'm just excited to be here to share what I coined the trillion dollar secret to government contracts that could literally add millions of dollars to each of your households like in six to 12 months. I think you just titled this video for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so tell us how, how did you get started? in the government contracting uh, arena. How did you start doing that? 
You know, um, initially, before I even knew that this was a possibility or that this government contracting thing existed, I actually um, was a struggling entrepreneur trying to figure out um, how to make ends meet, how to get regular paying customers. I was doing the customer chase and I was just literally had my back up against the wall and like thinking about, am I going to have to go back to working a traditional nine to five, which I really dreaded the idea of the possibility of having to do that. Um, so in the meantime, I was actually freelancing. Um, and one of the companies that I was freelancing, doing building portfolios, doing photography, doing video production for them, all these things, um, one of the companies actually happened to be um, the first black um, male-owned billion-dollar company, and I just happened to know the the owner of the business because we were going to church together. And I used to be really shy about asking people, like, how are you succeeding, right? Because I always think, like, that's mm -hmm. their intellectual property. This is their secret. Like, you know, people hold their information dear to them, and they don't want to reveal it. Um, but, but I just got really bold because I got sick and tired of trying to figure things out. And I asked them, like, how in the heck did you make a, you know, billion-dollar? Like, how did you create a billion-dollar business from nothing, like, in such right. a short period of time? And literally, he took a serious look at me and said, hey, I sell to the government. He said, and the same thing you're doing for me, you too can sell to the government. I'm like, what? Like, that first, that concept was like government, right? What? You know, because you think war and weapons and, like, all this other high-level stuff. But me as a, I was a photographer and a, and a videographer. I'm like, I can really sell that to the government? And, and that was really the first thing that piqued my interest. And that's how I really um, initially discovered that it was even a possibility to land the government as a client. Gotcha. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. When you when you when you mention war and, and weapons and things like that, when I think about selling to the government, I'm thinking about creating weapons and being able to sell it to different governments across the world. And those are usually the the rich guys yeah. in the movies, right? So exactly. Um, so obviously, there's other ways, other things that you can sell to the government, and I would venture to say that having a government as a client is probably one of the best because they got all the money, right? Probably one of the best clients. In fact, so here's what I learned in, in my research over the years is the government, the U.S. government is the number one biggest purchaser of products and services in the world, wow. right? Um, and what I did not know um, initially was that a percentage of their, they spend multiple trillions of dollars every single year on products and services, like the very services that every single business entrepreneur sell, right? Um, but many people don't even know that they can sell that to the government as well. Um, mm. And a, 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 there's, a, there's a law that governs how and why the government is also obligated to spend a certain percentage of that with small business owners, including black and brown businesses and women-owned businesses and those businesses who are at a disadvantage and struggling, right? Um, and because of those laws, we're able to level the playing ground, uh, level the playing field, and basically have some healthy competitive, right, competitiveness mm -hmm. um, with people like Elon Musk, who has a government contract, right? Well, of course, we're not as huge as Elon Musk, but even a person who's barely making ten, twenty thousand dollars a year in their business can actually land the government as their client, and those contracts could be lucrative, like two hundred and fifty a quarter of a million and up, or even a million dollars, depending on the industry and the scope of work. And so, it's really the game changer, you know. So it's just crazy how that how that can literally take your business overnight to success. Absolutely. So what, what type of uh, mindset shift does it take to get started doing something like this? 
because you know we're led to believe that you know honestly this is kind of a hidden this is like a hidden secret a hidden gem that most people don't know about right so it's going to take some type of mindset shift because yeah. nobody really thinks that, oh, I can do business with the government. Yeah. So yeah. what what type of mindset shift did it take for you to well, get started? It definitely took um, a lot of growth and development. So I would like to say for me, um, before I even got started with government contracting, I was the type of um, entrepreneur who was like, I was really cheap. I felt if I did it myself, learned it myself, I would save money and all those different things, right? So I literally refused to invest in like um, email, you know, campaign softwares and things that will help me save time and make more money um, efficiently, effectively. I didn't understand that. All I saw mm -hmm. was the price, right? Initially, all I saw was the price that it cost me. Um, but the, the, the mindset shift came from being able to save time and make a whole lot more money faster was more effective and efficient and important to, became more important to me than saving a few hundred dollars. Right. Um, and what I learned from that, that transition, um, just thought process was, um, it's easier to make a whole lot of money in a little bit of time when you actually have the right type of customer. And then you stop looking at what it's going to take, like the, the little price tag, like it's crazy because the little price tag that you're looking at on the forefront if you actually look at that as an as an expense or something that's negative or uh, something that it's going to cost you, you actually miss out on what it really costs you not yep. to make that small investment. And so and literally for me, it, it was like um, a forty dollar, twenty dollar a month software um, that kind of first allowed me to be able to see, wow, this is crazy how you really do have to invest um, in yourself like. I refused to pay $20 a month for a service um, that could have made me money at the click of a, a drop of a dime or whatever. But when I finally said, you know what, I'm sick and tired. So you really got to be sick and tired and sick and tired of being in your situation, okay. right? So when I really got to the point where I was sick and tired of chasing customers, sick and tired of spending pennies and saving hundreds, right? <laughs> when I, and I really had, went ahead and took the leap. That little small $20 a month investment turned into like a $10,000 day for me. And I'm like, wow. So yep. the principle that I'm learning in between is like, okay, so, you know, they, they always say it takes money to make money. It really does. But with, but the little money that you, that it does take, it brings you so much more on the back end in abundance. And so, so that little shift of like investing in yourself and being able to see the bigger picture, like literally the government spends trillions of dollars that like, for instance, there's um, the federal government, there's the local state and, um, and the county government. So there's three levels of the government. And on the federal level alone, in 2019, the government spent $6 trillion on products and services. In 2020, the government spent $10 trillion on business products and services. Now, 26% of that $10 trillion was obligated to be spent with small business owners. And so when you wow. think about it from that perspective, that's $2.6 trillion on the table for me. So why would not, why would I not spend a couple hundred dollars here to be able to get yep. access to that, right? Trillions of dollars. And it's just like, do you want that piece of the pie? And that piece of the pie could be a million dollar year for you uh, with one client. So I just, or you know, more, so exactly. really that's, so really that's, that was the evolution of like the thought process for me and the growth and like the mindset shift, shift um, set shift was just knowing what's on the other side, believing that if I did the work, I'm going to get the result, knowing that, um, you know, there's a guaranteed customer there, but also just kind of working on myself. You know, um, I heard someone say before, uh, whenever, like, 
pricing or any investments or certain things will come up, we have internally, um, without even knowing subconsciously that we have this, what's called a poverty guard. The poverty mm -hmm. guard would begin to talk to you and tell you, don't do that. It's too expensive. Don't do that. Uh, and all that stuff. And then you miss out on opportunities. But just, just know that there's a cost, right? Either time or money. There's always a cost for anything to be successful. But there's also always a cost for not doing a thing, which is called an opportunity cost. And so That's those right. are some of the, the shifts, of course, that it takes to be successful. Absolutely. And I could definitely relate to that, too. It took me eight years to make my first first eight years in real estate. It took took me to get my first person to work with me in my business because I wanted to do everything myself. The, within a couple months after starting to hire people, my business catapulted because of it. So I stopped stepping over dollars and picking up the pennies and I reversed yes. that. Yes. Right, picked up the yes. dollars and let go of the pennies because that's yes. exactly what we're doing. And also, exactly. it buys back your time. That's the whole point of being in the Absolutely. business in the first place, right? Um, so yeah, you you mentioned. I, I like the way you said you have multiple trillions of dollars. You know, at least two two and a half trillion dollars on the table. Just getting a small piece of that, which means there's enough out here for everybody. That's Just right. Understanding that hiring somebody to take care of the the mundane stuff um so that you can get your slice of that 2.5 trillion dollars or whatever it is mm -hmm. made sense and that helped you with the the mindset shift right absolutely so so most people think of like okay if i need to hire somebody they're thinking i gotta pay them a salary or i gotta pay this person or it's gonna yep. cost me mm -hmm. but like you said by not hiring a person and doing things by yourself it takes you longer, right? So yep. you actually waste money that you don't see. It's invisible money, right? You actually waste money by trying to do everything yourself because yep. it's, it's long. And I and I can attest to this because I invisible used to wear all money. the hats. I used to wear all the hats in my business. I mean, I was the accountant, the bookkeeper, the service provider, the website builder, the business credit builder, like all these different things. But now you literally got to pay people the minimum, like that's, a, that's called consider minimum wage task mm -hmm. so that you can actually show up and do things that's going to bring you millions of dollars, right? So it, it actually costs you more to not hire a person than it does to just actually hire a person. Because now you get your time back, like you said, which is one of the most valuable assets that you can have. That's right. I like how you said invisible money, too, because it doesn't exist. In your mind, it exists. You're spending the money before you actually spent the money. Yes. You know what I mean? I love, yeah. I love that. So what obstacles do you feel like the average person is going to face when they're trying to get started doing this? Um, I would say just overwhelm. So mm -hmm. a lot of times when people are already aware that this exists... Um, you know, they're Googling information and it's so much, it's so many people saying so many different things and it's like all this information. Then you have community centers that's teaching you all this information, but no real step-by-step -step strategy. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things you will face is just being overwhelmed with information, not really understanding what to do with the information <laughs> to get the results. Um, and that could be, you know, and that definitely can be like discouraging, especially because, um, so you can have a business, like you can start a business and you can start a business, right? Um, and the reason why I say that that way is, okay, just because you have a business license doesn't mean you're in business. Like I used to think that, oh, I got a business license, got my EIN, I have a business, but I was a broke business owner. I had no idea that 
there's a way to start a profitable business and this is the business foundation is key, right? Foundation is everything. Even in the beginning a biblically sp spiritual speaking, everything started with the beginning. Everything started mm -hmm. with the foundation. And even like in books, you know, once upon a time and a long, long time ago, there that's the beginning, right? Um, and the foundation is everything. You cannot build a house and you're in real estate. So, you know, you cannot yep. build a house on sinking sand. You cannot build a house without a solid foundation. You cannot build a house without a blueprint or any of those things. Right. So foundation was everything. Um, and knowing that, um, you know, in the beginning, I thought business license. OK, I'm in business. But understanding that in order to capture or to get the attention of a premium buyer like the government, or a premium client like corporations, you have to really have your foundation in order, right? There's a lot of, there's some things on the checklist that you have to have. And if you don't have that, then you disqualify. You, you're you completely disqualified uh, from that. But anybody can have these things. We're talking about like a Dunn's number or, you know, your um, articles of incorporation and your operations agreement. Most entrepreneurs that are just starting things like by Googling information, they don't really understand that not having these things actually cost you a lot of money, right? Because you're not able to um, get the funding that you want. You're not able to um, get free money, the grants that, that you want, because you lack that information and, and that mm -hmm. knowledge. And you're mm -hmm. not able to qualify for multiple you know, contra you know, contracting opportunities because you lack that. And so you definitely... Um, you definitely, uh, you know, you definitely have to have like some skill set and it can be frustrating because when it, when someone tells you, here's all the things that you need to have in order to qualify to go after these contracts, all that overwhelm, especially if you're unorganized, all that overwhelm, most people, um, definitely who are not cut for this <laughs> will throw in the towel. Like it's too much, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and in reality, to me, it takes more effort to get up and go work for somebody else. You know what I mean? So if you just put forth the effort for yourself, I mean, you can build something special here. So, you know, with that in mind, how long do you feel like it would take for somebody to get started doing something like this? I would say literally like so I would say you want to think of this as short, long term, like six to 12 months, mm. I would say is is, is an ideal um, timeline to think about getting results six to 12 months. However, I also would say that my clients, because I have um, fleshed this out in a step-by-step -step system to help them get there faster, on average, my clients are landing them within their first, you know, three to six months. Like, um, and we've also had scenarios where clients are landing contracts like within the first five weeks. But it's like, oh, but it's literally because those are the ones who've been, they get it, right? They've, mm -hmm. They already have their business foundation set up. They understand investments. They understand um, opportunities. They know that it's going to take work. It's nothing going to fall in their lap. So those are the go-getters, right? But if you're not really that type of go-getter that's going to execute that fast, I would say 6 to 12 months will be ideal as long as you're doing the work, right? And a great thing about these contracts is they're, they're not going anywhere. So it's, it's actually a recession-proof business model here's how you can actually fail proof your business like in 2019 when covid hit so many businesses went under including like major hit on the um the restaurant industry simply because they didn't have a fail proof client right when that happens 
the government actually start printing more money for solutions to COVID, right? Right. And so a lot of businesses that were able to maximize and optimize on getting um, hand sanitizers and the PPE gear and to be a solution and have COVID, t you know, get COVID tests and all this stuff, they were able to make multiple millions of dollars simply because they were already in position. And even those who were in the restaurant industry um, were able to actually continue growing and thriving and, in fact, maybe triple or quadruple their business revenues during that period because they had a, a client like the government and because they were actually um, in contracts, right, during that time period uh, where anyone else who was just serving individual clients, all of their businesses suffered and went under. And so um, that is the significance of, you know, the power of, of being able to have a client that's going to help you recession-proof um, your business. The government definitely prints money. They never run out, and everything becomes a solution. So the next time you really watch to the, the news and they're like, oh, we're setting $4.3 trillion aside for mental health solutions, right? They're talking to you as a small business owner. So when I get excited when I see that on the news, I'm like, okay, so any business that has a solution to mental health, and it could be an artist, like I have a, I have friends that like, they have these coloring books that helps like you think about mental health in a different way and all this different thing. I'm like, you can get a piece of that pie because out of that four point something trillion dollars, they're obligated to spend 26% with small businesses. So that means wow. you. So every time you see the government talking about this money is set aside for this and, you know, there's a hurricane, that tornado that just recently happened in Florida. Don't you think they're going to put some money aside right there for um, solutions, right, mm -hmm. to rebuild and rebeautify those areas? So that means everyone that is a small business can think outside the box, right, to serve and to be a part of that, that particular spin. I'm over here taking a lot of notes. <laughs> I got I got my pen scribble scribbling yes. over here because there's so much information. I'm loving this right here. So obviously anybody could do this. And, and, and we talked about the profit potential, right? We talked about how long it would usually take for the average person to do this. When we think about the, 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 the big piece of the pie that you can actually get, right? Two and a half trillion dollar industry, um, which is 25% of the, the gross amount. And then you also have... You know, the three to six months it would normally take somebody that's working with you or let's say it took you even a year. Let's say it took you two years. Is it worth it at that Thank point you. to Thank do it for you. yourself? Absolutely yes. is worth it. Right. Yes. Uh, we're talking. We're talking to the go getters. We're talking to the people who understand it. I do the same thing with my real estate clients. I, I tell them, look, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to take work. You have to put in the effort in order to make this happen. So. The people who understand this can pretty much succeed in anything, right? That's and this right. is just one of those things that they can succeed in. So why don't we provide them with a step-by-step -step process on, you know, from getting started to getting their first government contract. Why don't we provide them with the steps that they need in order to do that? Sure. Definitely. Um, again, like the first step really, so that there's a four-step strategy that I actually work with my clients on putting together. Um, and, that, and that four steps includes, number one, the first thing is having a, um, a fundable business foundation. There are literally um, certain things that you have to have in your business foundation in order to qualify. It's the exact same checklist. Like if you're, if you're familiar with building business credit and you got to have mm -hmm. um, you know, vir a, a business office or a virtual yep, office yep. and all these different things, uh, um, be submitted to the 411 directory, like all those, those same, th the same list. I have videos on that you, on YouTube. Ain't it crazy? Yep, yep. The same list allows you to be able to qualify to land the number one biggest pur uh, purchaser 
in the world of business products and services as your client. So, so business foundation, the second step is really um, just really, I call it having a golden ticket. I normally have some golden tickets around here. So I call it getting your golden ticket, right? So you don't necessarily have to um, have these small business certifications, which I'll talk about in, in a second, in order to do business with the government. But sm- having these small business certification actually makes it faster. It, it's, it's like when you go to an amusement park and you get that fast pass to skip the line to get in the front. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stand in line. Well, that's kind of like what small business certifications is. It's like it gives you the golden ticket to skip the line to get your piece of the pie, right? And so what it is is like, okay, so they have pools in this small business set aside. They have pools pools that are specifically for women. They have pools that are specifically for minorities, um, specifically for um, Asian American or uh, Native American. So they have all these different pools. And even for LGBT groups, um, they have pools of money that only people who resonate with that can participate in, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you're a service-disabled veteran, they have contracts that are specifically set aside specifically for service-disabled veterans who who have businesses. And so, but you have to officially get your business certified under those categories. And so that's the second step, just that certification so that you can actually get to the front of the line faster. So um, I want to say then, you, you want to know what you want to get into and then get certified for it. So basically set up your business and then know what you want to do and then get certified for that. Yeah. That- so as a, so so ideally as you're setting as you're setting up your business, ideally people know already kind of like when they start mm. their business what it is that they're selling or what it is mm-hmm. that they want to sell. Um and so so you pretty much already have an idea of what it is that you're going to sell in the first place when right. you're building your business foundation. But the certifications basically is just saying, okay, I identify as black minority or I identify as I'm, a, I'm that struggling business that I you have you. that money for. Or I'm that local business that the local city and county have that money for. That's me right here. Oh, I'm that woman-owned business that y'all say y'all got that money for. I want my piece of that pie, right? So those are like <laughs> certifications and applications um, that you have to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just makes the process so much faster. So we've we've been told um, generally. I mean, we buy into all of these things that society has really you know duped us in a whole lot of ways. I would say, you know, we've been taught that in order to to have a successful business, you have to ideally wait two to five years for profits, right? Mm-hmm. And if you make it that far, you're lucky. But what I learned. Um, in this space is that all of that stuff is is, is not even real. It's, it's mm-hmm. fake, right? And, it, and it's not for everybody. Um, nope. Because if you get the right client, like if you start off with the right client, you could be profitable, highly profitable. What we're talking about multiple millions of dollars in your first 30, 60, 90 days. So your first year of business I mean, I mean, you may have invested like a thousand dollars to start your business and to get it optimized and all that stuff, but to have a million dollar business in your first year—that's crazy. So when mm-hmm. you're talking about your target market, we're not talking about the the, the mother with two children and that lives in the zip code. Nah, it's deeper than that. Your target yeah. market should be who got the money and who has that money is the government. And so the that's why you need to position yourself to sell to the government because they actually have the money regardless of what's going on in the economy. It's not and it's recession proof, right? I'm not saying don't go after the other individual clients, but I'm saying also include the government as a potential client because that's going to give you that sustainability that regular every single month you're invoicing and your your money is coming in your business is growing and it literally it can take your business from it can 10x your business let's just say it like that in a year Easily. 10x we're talking about if most entrepreneurs small business entrepreneurs barely make under a hundred thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. so we're talking about taking your business to even a quarter of a million or half a million in six to twelve months right if not more i have one friend um 
he is a security guard company, um, and he actually, uh, I've been telling him about this, like, for a couple of years. I'm like, dude, you need to do this. You need to do this. He's just like, what you doing? He, he used to be like, do the paperwork for me. Just do it for me. I'm like, nah, you need to know what this is, right? And it took him a couple of years to really understand what I was telling him, but finally he got himself in position, and his first contract was a million dollars. Say what? His first contract was a million dollars. He said, I'm invoicing Doing the same thing he was already doing? Doing the same exact thing he was already doing. Security services. He said, he said, I'm invoicing seventy thousand dollars a month on this one contract. He said, Why didn't you tell me about this before? I said, dude, I've been telling you for like two years. Quit playing. <laughs> but people be sleeping. You know, yep. so it, it definitely changed his life, you know. Yeah, so, I, I, I knew a guy who uh during the pandemic, you know, once um uh you know, COVID came out and people started selling all of these you know, gloves and all of these hospital um, uh, items. Yep. I guess you call it essential, the essential stuff, the essential equipment and, and, and things yeah, like PPE. that. It's PPE. 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 Yep. There you go. There you go. That's what I wanted to say. Yep. But I knew a guy who was making millions of dollars, millions, just getting this yep. stuff from overseas and then selling yep. it to to the that's government it. here. That's it. Unbelievable. So that's exactly how this works, huh? That's exactly how this works. In fact, the first person to become a millionaire in this space during that time period was a young man. He's, he, his name is Russ, Wes Russell, um, mm-hmm. Wesley, Wes, Wesley somebody, somebody, but anyway, um, his name is uh, Wesley, and he was 16 years old. So if you Google it, 16-year-old gets government contract during pandemic. Um, he made millions of dollars selling PPE gear to the government. We're talking about hand sanitizers and masks. And so I'm, I'm certain probably that he partnered with his parents, maybe perhaps, but it's crazy that even a kid understood opportunity. how to do it. That's right. (laughs) So we we got the first, what, two steps. We we want to have a fundable business and we want to get that golden, that uh, certificate, that golden ticket. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, What would be the third step? So the third step is just having a marketing proposition. So how are you going to get yourself? You have to understand, like, the money is already there. The only person that's not there is you if you're not already doing this. And so you have Mm -hmm. to figure out ways to get yourself in front of the government agencies that are selling this stuff. Like, how do you market yourself? What are you marketing? How do you know? Um, So there's a a fine, there's a, a translation between what we call what we do Sometimes it's completely different from what the government calls it. And so you have to understand their lingo so that you can market them, speak in their language, market to them, speak in their language. But they're already waiting for you. All you have to do is basically raise your hand. So when when opportunities come down the pipeline, they're like, hey, we have this contract for, you know, 50 million and 50 mm-hmm. percent of that we have to give to, you know, minority owned businesses that are selling um, you know, let's say construction and trade services or whatever, then you can kind of identify if you are that minority, if you're a local person, if you're a woman in business, you have that certification. Okay, so now it's time for you to get in front of the market and market yourself. Hey, you speak their language. The same thing that they're speaking to you, you say, I am that, right? And so you just really have to have a um, a marketing proposition, um, find out who they are at the agencies, who these uh, procurement officers yeah, so- are that are creating these budgets and stuff Mm -hmm. so how do you do that then like how do you put how do you find out (laughs) yeah good good question so i mean really really i I would say pick up the phone but Mm. even if like even if on on the websites like on every government agency has like websites where they're posting projects and there's always a contact person Mm. on there 
call them. Let them know who you are, mm. what you do, um, and that you're interested in participating in their small business spending, right? Um, and so create a list, create an email list and email them all at once, like to save time or hire a VA to do all this outreach for you. Um, because what can really happen for you is that you probably won't even have to bid on a, a single contract, right? Uh, because you're, because you've done, done the marketing, they know who you are. Sometimes they actually pick up the phone and just start calling people, especially towards like the end of the fiscal year and the, towards the beginning of fiscal years for the government. They're like, we have these multiple millions still left over that we got to spend down. And it's not enough businesses that are raising their hand saying, give it to me. Right. And so they start calling, Hey, do you want this? That's basically ideally what they're doing. You want this money. That's right. what they do. But if you're not marketing to yourself to them and they don't know that you are alive, that you exist, then they don't know to call you. And so marketing is definitely that third step that's important. So basically go to these local or even uh, federal government websites. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like it's best to start local or on a national level? Well, I, I would say. That's going to um, lead me into the next question. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I say I would say kind of like for me I started local um, and then I'm, okay. I moved into the state and so um, it, it's just wherever your comfortability is like I mean there's money right like when you walk outside your house there's money all around you you're already in mm -hmm. the city right mm -hmm. uh, so it's like you might as well start there you can um, but you don't necessarily have to start in one particular place place you know you can do them right. all <laughs> right right yeah. so and the reason I ask that is because okay so if we start local and we're putting ourselves, we're picking up the phone, go to their websites, pick up the phone, call these people up. We're letting them know that we're interested, which is part of the marketing piece, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, once we put ourselves in front of them, it's all about building a relationship at that point, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Got you. Mm -hmm. Got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what would be step number four then? So step number four is proposals, right? And so um, ideally there's... I would say that there's two main ways, although there's multiple ways to, to get opportunities. There's two main ways. Um, the first main way is, um, I would like I was saying, once you market yourself, sometimes you're just happen to be in their list of businesses that are certified and they start calling you. So that's passive, right? So you'll mm -hmm. get passive opportunities. I know people that get passive op opportunities all the time without even having to bid on it. Um, and then the, 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 the other main way that actually helps you get more consistent work is by submitting proposals for the opportunities that they're already posting and saying, we need this, we need this, we need this. So you're looking at those opportunities and you're bidding on it. Um, and that's it. And I also would say that um, most people don't know that the government buys everything. So I did. Um, I did that's what like, I was going to ask you. Yeah. It, they Like literally. So uh, a couple of months ago, I saw a, a bid opportunity. I think it was like. I want to say it was about 200, a little over 200,000, let's say about 200, a quarter of a million actually. Um, and they were looking for these. This is sticky notes. They were looking, they were looking to buy sticky notes, like a quarter of a million dollar contract for sticky notes. And so, and then, you know, paper clips, computers, body cameras, like uniforms, the government buys everything. They buy wow. real estate. They buy um, photography services, which that's what I sell. Uh, video production services, editing, communications. They buy for people to motiv be motivational speakers. They have contracts for that. It's crazy. Like, literally. Um, I, I was actually sharing with my um, community 
a $895,000 contract for barber services, right? For cutting hair in the federal prisons. I have clients that sell wigs, prosthetic wigs to the government. And so I have clients that are selling um, diversity and inclusion trainings to the government, people who are selling notary services to the government. I know I have friends of friends who have like $2 million contracts selling real estate, like literally real estate to the government. So there's nothing like the government buys nothing on its own. They always have to buy it and source it from an external business. Right. And so with that said, Anybody can sell anything to the government. <laughs> yeah, so so when yeah. they cut you these checks, are are there any restrictions on the money when they do cut it to you? So um so no so so yes and no. Any restrictions like as far as what you can do with it? No, there's yeah. there's absolutely no restrictions. However, sometimes um, depending on how you do business with the government. So let's just say you want to be the middleman or you want to be a consultant in like sub out work. So the restrictions on something like that contractual restriction could be that you have to, you have to get or perform a certain percentage, either 25 or 50% of the work yourself. And then you can sub out the, uh, sub out the rest, right? Those gotcha. dollars can go to an external business. So those are some of the limitations that could happen, but um, really, there's no restrictions. I mean, I mean, I, my the government bought me my first home. Like uh, you say, you from the hood. I'm from the hood too. My yeah. the government yeah. bought me my first home. The government bought me my first however many rental properties we have, like four and pieces of land, ten acres of land here and there. Like the government did that. Government contracting did that for um, for me and my family. And so there's no restrictions there. It's it's money. Yeah. <laughs> Zero, yeah, zero. So, I love it. Talking, so, so you're talking about create generational wealth. Well, let the government fund your legacy because the money is mm. there and they have unlimited pools of money that they're spending every single day. So it's just like you have to really think about your business as a wealth creation vehicle and learn how to leverage opportunities like this so that you can get ahead. And not only just for you, not for you to just survive, not for you to just pay bills, but for you to really create wealth. Because we always look at what grandmama didn't pass down to mama that didn't come down to me. Well, yep. it starts with you. Now you yep. get to actually have a legacy come from you. How are you going to do that? Well, you're an, already an entrepreneur. Don't be an entrepreneur playing around. This thing is serious. Like it That's can right. really change your life. And so you have to be serious about that. And you have to be serious about serious clients and serious and, and stop chasing these you know, people that want, that don't want to pay and people that want to, play games and do chargebacks and all this type of stuff. Like you literally have to really think about who is the biggest paying client that's going to give me more money in less time. Right? So in one single month, I remember um, before doing government contracts, I was barely making 20, $30,000 a year, but was I working 10 hours a week? No, I was working like 50, 60 hours a week. I was spending all that time chasing customers and I was barely making ends meet. Right. Um, I remember the first, very first time when I landed my first contract, it was $70,000 for 28 days of work. But that 28 days only was like two hours a day. So it was 56 hours. So that's like, for most people, that's one week, right? 56 yeah. hours. That's, that's one week for $70,000 and it changed my life. And so there was another time where I literally invoiced $90,000 for one video production day. Like, oh my, this is the game changer. Heck Yeah. And so you got to stop playing, y'all. Like most people sleep on this. 
most people sleep on it because either they're confused, they don't understand how it can work for them, they don't really understand the value of it. They're like, well, I'm going to just keep doing what I've been doing. Well, you're going to keep getting the results that you've been getting. But it's, this is for people who are really serious and they see opportunity yeah. and they want to execute on what they need to do regardless of what it looks like on the front on the front end cuz because most people think you know that stuff you know everything is free i'm going to just go to this free center well you're going to mm-hmm. have all this free stuff like you have to invest in yourself that's one of the biggest things that i learned how to Please do talk. you literally talk have to investing yourself to save you time and to get the knowledge that somebody else who's done it already can give you in simple steps. So you don't have to make the same mistakes. Uh, uh, mistakes cost you money and it costs you time. Nobody have 10, 20 years to try to figure out a thing. And so it got, you gotta be really that serious. Just like, um, Eric Thomas, like that's one of my favorite thought leaders. He was just talking about if you really want to succeed, you have to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Want to breathe. Right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. You want to yes. succeed. You got to you got to have you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. I love that story. Um, so you can pretty much invoice whatever you want. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so ideally, ideally. So it depends on the contract. So if you have a contract, say mm-hmm. say for real estate, right? If you have a contract, you landed a contract for real estate, it's either going to be for them to purchase a building, uh, for you to help them purchase a building, for you to help them sell a building, for you to help them buy land. Like these are all the things. Or lease a building, all those different mm-hmm. things. But in that in that contract, like they're, they're saying this is the scope of work, right? They'll give you a scope of work. This is the scope of work that we want you to do. And then you give them a quote like, OK, so I'm going to I'm going to charge you to sell gotcha. it for you, to manage it for you, to have people come out, look at it, to take pictures, to test the soil. So, you you know, you put in like what it's going to take for you to really deliver them the best quality project or whatever. And then you mm-hmm. invoice for that. Absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, this is stuff that people don't even think of this is i mean literally you could take any skill that you have and, and we're creative people obviously but uh you you could take any skill you could take anything you could think of and as long as you get follow these four steps get a fundable business set up yes i'll show you how to do that right on my channel if you get certified which is a plus as a bonus if you make yourself marketable just start contacting these uh government agencies put yourself out there let them know that you're you're interested in in uh uh their small business funding aspect and then if you just get these proposals you can literally get started with this four simple steps now obviously um it sounds simpler than what it actually is there's a lot of information a lot of nuances that you want to be mindful of and that's where kawana's uh YouTube page, and that's where her programs come into play as well. Now, you you mentioned that you had a challenge coming up. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I do have a challenge coming up um, at the end of the month. Uh, it's basically a five-day challenge, or I, w- I would really call it just a, it's, an, it's an immersion experience, like really. Mm-hmm. Um, in this five days, you actually, we work on your business foundation, so we'll give you like the checklist of what you need to have in order to qualify for government contracts. Uh, we show you exactly what agencies, we, he- we help you, we show you what agencies are buying your stuff so that you know how to do that research yourself, how much they're actually spending on your business products and services, how much your business um, 
basically what what your business looks like from the eyes of a government agencies when it comes to like your your revenues how how big you can grow and still qualify for these particular programs so we cover it all we throw i mean we throw in everything that you really need to know because for for the most part it's more than just the tactics right it, we can give anybody steps. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Ninety percent of the people is not going to do it anyway. That's right. Um, because uh, or whatever it is that's holding them back, people don't are not serious. They don't really have, uh, you know, they don't really have a reason. <laughs> you know, big enough limited beliefs. To you know, make that's... them push through it, right? right. Limited beliefs, absolutely. Um, so ninety uh, over ninety percent is not going to do it anyway. But it's like the thought process. So I show you how you need to be thinking about it mm. so when the when the nuances come up you can think your way around solutions and that is most important right you have to have the right mindset to think yourself through the process otherwise it's easy to give up or you can easily get stuck that's right that's right so uh, what I'll do for you guys who are interested in getting started in something like this, I think everybody watching this should be interested. This is not only going to help you in your real estate business, uh, it's going to help you become uh, a true business owner where you can take the capital to get even more real estate, right? So uh, this, again, this podcast is all about business and investing. The business portion of it is what allows you to drive the capital that you need to be able to do other things with it, right? So uh, I'm going to go ahead and link in the description box. I'm going to link the, the uh, information for that challenge so that you guys can get started with that. Make sure you check it out. Give it an honest look. And more so than that, take action on it. You want to get started doing something, don't think about it so much. Sometimes you just have to jump out the window and do it, right? So um, it's all about taking action it's all about starting something and actually applying what you learn it's great to li listen to two people talking on a podcast but how is that really going to benefit you if you just let the information sit in your head right so uh make sure that you check out the link in the description box of this podcast uh, on youtube and if you're listening to this on any podcast platform make sure that you uh check the the uh show notes so that you can get the information that you need to get started with this right away. Carwana, any books that you're reading right now or that helped you in getting started with government contracts? Um, I would say not necessarily a book that helped me get started with government contracts, but some of the books that kind of helped me become the person that I need to become mm. in order to succeed as a government contractor was uh, Make Today Count by John Maxwell. It helped mm. me to really stop um you know spinning the wheels doing all of these unnecessary tasks like thinking i'm busy busy you know like some things that we do on our checklist is like just busy work right and how to really get to the money and so that just kind of helped me to get organized and just kind of like uh, prioritize my day so that i can be more effective and efficient in business um so that was like one of my favorite books like to read um but any of those books like um any, anything like by Robert Kiyosaki, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, the poor, rich dad, poor dad, like these are, this is really a thing that rich people yeah. tell their kids about yeah. doing business with the government. Like poor people don't even know that this stuff exists, but those types of books help you to see that there's more out there than what we see, you know, like Absolutely. in front of us. Right. And what we, what we've been told, it opens up your mind. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Of, of course, all the typical books, because you really have to, in order to have, like if you d aspire to have like a, a you know become a millionaire, I I'm the first self-made millionaire in my family. 
Um, oh, wow. And so in order for me to, to become that or to have achieved that, I had to become a different person than what I was because mm. you produce who you are, right? You produce who you are and where you are, right? Um, it's just the way that the laws are governed. The law, the laws of nature is governed by that. And so the only way to change the trajectory of your future is to change who you are, how you think and what you do. You have to change yep. that. It, it all starts right in the mind. It all starts the way you think about things. Um, and it also, in, in, it, it's also uh, very true that words are very powerful. Um, yep. The Bible speaks of life and death coming, you know, from the, from the tongue, like what you speak out of your mouth, you can actually start changing things in the future for yourself. And so, Changing those I can't and it's it's too hard, those disempowering words into into things that empowers you like I will and I can and, yep. and I'm going to and I did and all those different things. Um, it really does make a difference. And it, you probably don't think so, but literally it does. I remember about 10 years ago, I my goal, um, well, I would say it was probably before 10. It was, it was probably like 15 years ago. I would say about 15 years ago, my goal as a business owner was to have $10,000 saved. Like that's where I was mentally. That's where I was like in my mind. That was a lot of money. Now um, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until all of those things developing myself and thinking mm -hmm. differently and being able to grow and read books and, yep. and, and to see that there's other things out there than what I've been told and taught um, that not only did I exceed that multiple times, like literally I had a yep. million dollars saved up. I'm like, how in the world did this happen? Like literally, but everything that I had put on my vision board back then, um, including that, has come to pass and into mm -hmm. fruition and now me and my husband are looking at each other like where we go from here like we need That's to right. think bigger dream bigger all those different things because like everything is life is everything in life is possible nothing is impossible the only person that prevents you from achieving what you want to achieve is you and a lot of times it's just because of the thought process and so thinking like Napoleon Hill says, think and grow rich. Like you can think yourself sick. You can think yourself rich. You can think yourself, you know, all these other, all these other things can happen, but it all starts with the thought process. And it's just like nurturing a baby, right? You can nurture a baby and give them so much love and they'll grow to be a, you know, a healthy kid, right? But you can also nurture a baby um, and be abusive and then that person will be messed up. So you have mm -hmm. to nurture your mind the same kind of way. And be careful of what you allow into your spirit. Watching the news and all these drastic things that happens can mess you up to where it really, on the subconscious level, it can hold you back from doing what it is that you need to do. People will be like, oh, it's a recession. I need to save these pennies. I'm not going to invest in my business. This is what's going on. But little do you know that all of that is propaganda. It really mm -hmm. is. And all the rich people are getting rich. They're, they're making moves and <laughs> have all these business deals going on during the freaking recession and pandemic. So it's just like... What? Yeah, money is absolutely. money is meant to keep moving. That's why it's called yeah, currency, currency, right? Absolutely, currency. you got to keep moving the money. Move. If you stop, then you obviously the money's gonna stop, right? That is so true. That is so, and it's so crazy that you say that. Is because like I remember um, in, in church that you know they used to say, "Give and it shall be given unto you." Press down, shake it together, run it over. And I was like, "Why do they keep saying that?" Like, but I didn't understand that. That's that's the principle, regardless if it's in mm -hmm. the church or whatever. 
it's a spiritual principle that is so true. The you cannot outgive. The more you plant, it's like planting a seed. The more seeds you plant, the more harvest you can actually go reap. Most people are showing up like, like, where's the harvest? Where's the harvest? Well, you didn't sow anything, right? Mm -hmm. There is no harvest if you didn't sow anything. And if you take somebody else's harvest, that's called stealing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you got to go back and plant your seeds. That's right. I love this, man. This is this is fantastic stuff. So much to take from this call, not only from a business aspect, but from a mindset aspect as well. I'm going to make sure I link Make Today Count because that's a different book. I haven't linked it in the podcast. You've heard about all the rich dads and the think and grow riches and all of this other stuff. But I'm going to link that particular book because I think that, number one, I need to check it out. But you guys need to check it out as well. It's something different and it's something that we haven't gone through uh, yet. So there's plenty of opportunities out here, guys. All you got to do is take action with the opportunities that fits you best, right? So know what you want out of life, have the goal, see, see what the end destination is. And once you understand what that destination is, all you got to do is create the plan to get to that destination. And the plan is right in front of you. We've provided you with a four-step process to get there. And if you want more help with that, there's links in the description box to get started and take advantage of Kawana's uh, challenge that she's running at the end of this month. If you had to provide our listeners with some last words of advice, what would those words be? Yes. I also want to say um, I cannot be I cannot not share that my own book. <laughs> That's a gem for you guys that you can also link in there. It's called Don't Duck the Government. They've got your money. And it's really um, me talking to small business entrepreneurs of how literally they can make millions pitching and winning government contracts. And so definitely you want to get that. But I also want to leave you with the words of like the, you know, the, the little train um, that could. There was a little train that could. Um, at one point, this train will look at all these other people because I know a lot of times we look at all everybody else's success and like, I wish I could. I wish I, I could. I wish I could. Right. But you can. You have to go from thinking that you wish you can to start speaking life into your situation and, and saying, I know I can and I will until you do that. Right. And so I just want to leave you with those lasting words and encourage and empower you that even every single entrepreneur, even you, even the smallest entrepreneur who does who doesn't feel that you're worthy, who don't see that it's possible for you, anyone can win in business. And you definitely want to start looking at business as your way out because business and mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is the most important gift that you can either give yourself or give or gift to even um, a child to help them start their business because that's literally freedom is freedom not both financially and physical free is, is spiritually freedom it frees you up from being um bound by employers now, i'm not saying that you're in jail because you're an employee but i would say being an employee it, there's a lot of limitations there and so even if you have the opportunity to start a small business on the side it's going to literally change your life if you do it the right way so i want to leave that's you right with that. that's right couldn't couldn't have said it better myself Listen, this has been a fantastic podcast. I think you guys need to, if you, if you watched it all the way through and you missed some of these nuggets, chances are you did. Watch this podcast again or listen to it again uh, on any of these podcast platforms. But again, take down the notes that you need, but take action with this information. This is not hard. It's only as hard as you make it. And just remember, this is all a mindset thing, right? If you change the way you think and change the way you speak about things you can literally accomplish anything that you want in life and this is just one of those things government contracts trillion dollar industry is out there for you all you got to do is go get your slice of the pie
Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Peace.